ATV Talk, the podcast. Sit down with your host industry professional, Leonard Duncan, as men and women from the ATV world bring their behind-the-scenes stories to life. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And remember, dream big. It could be your story one day. GBC Power Sports Tires, a division of Green Ball Corp, has been producing industry-leading tires for ATV side-by-side market for over 25 years with tires like Mongrel, Dirt Devil, TerraMaster, XC Master, Dirt Commander, and Groundbuster. They have a tire for your application. Top racers from GNCC, Works, and Best in the Desert rely on GBC Power Sports Tires. So why shouldn't you? Go check them out at gbctires.com to see the full line of tires they offer. Thank you very much. Bo Barron, welcome back to ATV Talk. How are you, sir? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, you're having a pretty epic year. Yeah, it's been good to say the least, man. I, I'm I'm kind of bummed about the race in Idaho because I feel like I could have won the race. I, I came back super strong and I got I actually ended up second because Logan made a mistake right there at the end trying to pass Travis. But I feel like I could have won that race. And so far the year I would have had a perfect season, which I've never accomplished in in all these years of racing. But um yeah, no, I I mean all in all, I can't complain one bit. I've, I've, I've been blessed and I'm, I'm, I'm happy to still be out there. Well, we're happy you're out there too. I want to go a little different direction with you, if you don't mind. Yeah. I want to know a little bit more about some of your motorcycle accomplishments. Not everybody talks about it and not, not everybody realizes that you still race motorcycles at a high level right now. Yeah. I mean, as of right now, I'm just riding mainly vet stuff, right? I'm riding 30A and 40A, which the guys are pretty competitive and stuff, but it's not like lining up for the, you know, the 450 main at works. I mean, I honestly, I, I don't even want to try to go that fast anymore because it's, it's, <laughs> it's dude, they're there. It's not, if it's when, you know, when, when you're on a dirt bike and you're going that fast, it's not, if it's when you're going to hit the ground. Yeah. And, uh, those guys are incredibly fast. And it seems like the level it works in, in that class, not to get off track, has the bars risen a couple times. Oh, dude, it's it's unreal. You know, like my buddy, I, I grew up riding with Nathan Woods and and he he kind of set the bar at one point. You know, it was like kind of like Jay Fred and Eichner at, at works, you know, where they could go wide open the whole two hours, you know, when they, when they set that, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what Nathan did and him and, um, Destry Abbott, and it's kind of just kind of carried from there, you know, him and, and even Ty Davis from there, it, you know, it's just gone to another level and where Husqvarna brought out Zach Osborne last weekend. And, um, you know, Zach did some laps on the 250. He was going to race 250 pro went out for practice and he, he pulled them aside and he goes, Hey, I'm not ready for this. Like I need to train for this. Can you, can you throw me in another class so I can get some laps in, you know, that's, that's how gnarly it is. That was a past national AMA champ, right? I mean, yep. 
you know, the, the, the top tier, right? Cream of the crop. So it just shows you how gnarly it is. Yeah, it, it, it it's crazy. You know, we had some, I think Politelli and a few other guys came out last year and our, you know, our, our boys, our boys stuck it to them. And, and that's, what's crazy. You're even, you're even talking about the 250 pro class that is faster than anybody thinks they are. Yeah. Yeah. Super fast. Dude, Mateo, um, Dante's little brother. I mean, I think he ended up like fifth or sixth overall on a 250 F from the, from the second row. I mean, just smoking this so fast. That's incredible. What's his brother going to do when he goes up to the 450 class? Dude, he's going to get out of there. He's going to go race hair and hound or something. I would. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's get back on track with you. You've been racing works for a number of years and, and you came out and you've won some championships on the motorcycle as well. And you, you do it for fun. You do it for money. You do it for, to keep yourself in shape. Um, but you also have a love of riding that motorcycle. Oh, absolutely. You know, I grew up, I grew up when I was really young. I, you know, I got on a dirt bike and I, I, I mean, I, I shoot, I rode ATVs and dirt bikes and actually my dad, we got to a point where I was racing dirt bikes and I told him I'd, I'd really rather race a four wheeler at that point. Cause we were up at the motorcycle dealership and, and I seen new quads over there. There was some two fifty R's and I said, I'd really like to race one of those. And he's like, yeah, that thing will chase you down and hurt you. But I think my biggest accidents have actually been on dirt bikes. Um, or I know this. <laughs> <laughs> You've raced dirt bikes for the better part of 25 years, 30 years. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I got a shoot. I have an AMA lifetime membership and I think that's 25, 25 years. Now I don't have to pay for one again. Yeah. But I've been racing dirt bikes for a long time. Wow. Is works, uh, AMA affiliated on the motorcycle side? No, they used to be, they were at one point, but, um, yeah, no, I started off with the GFIs and the AMPs and the CM, CMAs and all, you know, all those series that are kind of local motocross. And, um, I, I got into riding some golden state nationals. I won a couple championships over there and we went, we went to, we started racing four stroke nationals and I was a four stroke amateur national champion. And that's kind of where I met like guys like Nathan and Dustin Wood or, um, <laughs> Dustin Nelson and Nathan Woods and, and, a lot of the guys I looked up to like Spud Walters and Scott Myers and, and all, you know, all these older guys, Jimmy Lamastis and stuff. And I made a, I made a ton of friends and I was like the young guy in the crowd and I moved up to the pro class and I had some, I had some good years, you know, um, I got a, I got a few top fives, but I, you know, I ended up like six for one year. And, you know, for me, that was, that was pretty good at the time. You know, I had, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I feel like I could have done better knowing what I know now because I didn't I didn't really learn a lot about the bikes and and what they're doing until after I started working at Honda. I got a job at Honda, you know, like later after I was pretty much almost done racing dirt bikes, at, you know, trying to race them professionally and that's when I learned the most about them is when I was when I was there, just, you know, there, there was so much knowledge getting thrown around and, and I, I just soaked it up like a sponge. So if I could rewind, I would take the knowledge that I know now and then put it into my racing back then. But, but all in all, I'm, I'm, I'm just happy. I had these opportunities. When you were working at Honda, 
did you start riding the ATV there? I I did, but it wasn't ap- it wasn't until after I had raced one. Um, we we had started working on another ATV, and um, that's when I got thrown on the thing to do some durability and stuff at Honda. I yes, I did ride. I did ride ATVs at Honda. I did a lot of ranch squad stuff too, but I did some sport ATV stuff, but it wasn't, it wasn't until after I had already, um, been, been racing on a Suzuki ATV. How did they take that? You riding a Suzuki and working at Honda? Yeah, I really wasn't, you know, I wasn't supposed to really talk about that, that much. And I couldn't wear like gear that said anything that said Suzuki or, you know, it was kind of just kind of like on, on the down low deal. And it would have been easier for him to just give you a Honda, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But Hondas, it's a, it's a different program, man. You know, I, you know, what's funny is I got some, I got some help from some guys in the, um, um, like our R and D department, guys helped me out with some parts and stuff and and i've never uh, on paper really been sponsored by honda at all you know which is a trip but the guys knew what i was doing and they knew what i was capable of and they tried to help me if they could you know and uh i i really appreciate them for that because it that 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 helped me get going that's that's pretty awesome so when you were at honda i knew you were a test rider i didn't know to what level um, did you go out and ride the dirt bikes, the the four fifties and the two fifties and develop yeah. that stuff? Yeah. yeah, we were doing, we were, so I was mostly a durability guy. I did R and D stuff every once in a while. Um, um, but, I, but for the most part, we were doing, um, just, just supercross and motocross durability testing, you know, but we'd give feedback each time we ride the bike, we had to fill out paperwork and, you know, do, do what we needed to do. So uh, you went to the Honda track and rode there. Yeah, we were out at HPCC out at out um in um well, California City. I mean, that's where that's where we were stationed at. That's that's pretty cool. Not a lot of people get to go do that. No, and it was way it was a way cool facility and it was, you know, super super I mean, there was the, I mean, they were serious about everything that we did. I mean, everything everything, I mean, every single lap time got recorded and I mean, you know, it was, some of the stuff was crazy. They, they, whoops would get worn out. They'd rebuild whoops, but it would take them instead of, they just go fix them. It'd take them, you know, almost a week to rebuild them because they wanted them all, all back exactly the way they were for information. And I get it, you know, but, um, yeah, no, it was, it was, there's a lot of security out there and, and, um, yeah, I mean, nobody can just drive up and get through the gate. I'll tell you that much so i'm gonna get off topic a little bit because i want your opinion you look at what honda is doing now and what honda has done over the last five six seven eight years in supercross and outdoor where they've struggled what is that an internal issue or is that developing new machines what do you think that is i think it's a combination of everything you know like um I don't know. I, I, I know HRC is involved in, in helping with, with getting the bikes for, you know, ready for the fact, you know, factory level stuff now. And, um, I can't put my finger on it. You know, I know, I know before in the past, it's like, you know, I had heard at one point it was like, you know, well, 
we only sell this many this many 250fs you know why are why are we even selling these things we should just sell 450s only you know and and to me that's that's crazy because you know i have conversations with curtis sparks used to race for honda and you know he was just like you know if mr honda was alive Dude, it wouldn't matter if only one manufacturer like Yamaha made a quad or not. We, dude, we'd we'd make one. He'd make one in a heartbeat to go against them, you know. And that and that's just the kind of guy he was. And so I think they've lost a lot of a lot of where Honda came from and originated for sure over there. But um, you know, I still love the brand and I believe in it because you know the durability. Uh, what I what I did when I was there you know, I'm, I'm very confident in the machines that I'm, that I'm ridden and, and, and I'm, you know, going to purchase and ride in the future too. So. So that brings me to another off topic uh, question. What do you think about the hybrids where you take a motorcycle engine and put it in your 450 Honda TRX chassis and race that? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so there's good and bad, right? So like the first, the first thing that you know, it's kind of a good thing is that I feel like a punched, a punched, you know, not necessarily punched out, like bored out quad, but, a, but a completely modded quad, you know, and a stock Honda 450 motor these days are about the same in horsepower. So I feel like, say I got a bike and I did put it in a quad and I get it dialed. I I'm, you know, I'm, I'm back to pump gas. That's saving me some coin as far as that goes, but getting the bike, you know, spending another, you know, 10 or I don't know, they're probably like 11 or 12 grand to get a new dirt bike. You know, that's cost up front, but, but say you buy one, you run the engine in your ATV all year, you put it back in the dirt bike, you ride it for a while and then you sell it or whatever. Then you can recoup a lot of that instead of rebuilding motors a bunch, I guess, during the year. Because I have a feeling, I, I I mean I don't know because I haven't I haven't done the testing myself, but I have a feeling that the bike's going to run for a long time, just just considering the amount of hours that I put in on a OEM Honda 450 and we tore it down and we were just like wow you know the guys back east in the motocross uh huh they love the Honda platform in whether they're putting it in an aftermarket chassis or they're putting it in a um, uh, a TRX 450R chassis. Um, they're starting to play with the Yamaha motors, you know, as well. Cause in Europe, they do a lot of the Yamaha stuff. Oh yeah. So, you know, the writing's on the wall, we're going to have to do something. Right. For sure. And, and, um, you know, works just got rid of the production rules. So it is, uh, as of next year, I think in the pro class, it's legal to run a hybrid. Um, there's, you know, I think the new Honda motor is probably about 10 or 12 pounds lighter than, than our old one. Cause our old one's basically like an 08 engine, you know, style motor. Um, so, I mean, that's got to help. Um, but, but we're going to have to do some suspension testing and stuff too, to make it, make it right. I mean, you know, either that or add weight somewhere, but, um, yeah, I, I, I guess, you know, in all, it'd be great if I built one, cause it would be something new too, you know, and, and, everybody's looking for something new, right? It's stuff gets stagnant and you always want to, you always want to make stuff better. You know, that's, that's why I'm racing this pro R right now, because I mean, I raced my pro XP for three years and 
I was just kind of over it. Now this pro R something completely different and it doesn't have a turbo, the powers now, and I'm learning how to drive the thing and it, it's fun again. You know, is, is that one thing that you look for is to be stimulated as a racer, as a competitor is to not let it get stagnant. Yeah. It's, it gets frustrating. You know, if you're doing the same thing for so long, there's like, you know, and you, and you, you just, I don't know. Everything kind of slows down and you, and you, and you lose the drive, but when you've got something new and you're, and you're learning new valving and you're, and you know, just for suspension stuff and just everything in a whole new, new is new is cool. I mean, I, I enjoy you're a challenge. The camera. What's that bud? You're bouncing the camera. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, I enjoy, I enjoy, uh, a challenge to, to try to make equipment better. And, and, you know, I'm, I love developing stuff or helping develop stuff. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I think, I think it will be pretty cool. You don't have to give me any answers on this, but have you had conversations with the people that take care of you about a new machine? Um, like me riding something different, like as far as hybrid, the hybrid. Oh, maybe maybe building you a chassis and, and, you know, Curtis putting a CRF motor in it. Yeah, no, Doug, Doug, I, de- I guarantee Doug won't build me a chassis. So I'd probably have to stick it in a regular TRX chassis. I'd be lucky if I could get him to gusset it because he's so far behind. But um, I, that is something that I want to do. I want to, I want to at least build one to start testing. So, and, and Doug would probably in, like that too, because we could work together to come up with a suspension package for, for people to go purchase from Elka, you know? Yeah, that's, that is, uh, I've had a lot of conversations with, uh, because I can't get Doug to come on here. I've had a lot of conversations with, uh, Mike Walsh about it and I'm super intrigued. I have a chassis sitting there. I'm compiling parts and I'm going to do it at some point. I'm going to pull the trigger and put the motor in a chassis and build one because I want to see what it will do. I want to know is it really that good? Is it that much more durable? Um, you know, and then, uh, if we can pull funding together, bring somebody out and let them ride it in, 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 in its natural environment in the pro class and and see what they can do. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I think that would be great. I know, um, Sparks got curious and he called JB to talk to him for a little while and JB makes a kit. And he says he, he's been selling about two a week. And I mean, I don't know how accurate that is, but that's, you know, that's a lot of people building hybrids. And I don't know if it's guys running pro-am back East or if it's, if it's, um, just older guys, you know, kind of like us wanting, just wanting a badass quad. Uh, it's B riders, a riders, pro sport riders, pro-am riders in the motocross nationals running hybrids those people there everybody's running a hybrid well not everybody there are people that run the yamaha exclusive um and that has its own benefits in its own platforms and mm-hmm. i was talking to dean Dillon from ireland and he has a hybrid and he has a yamaha and he said that he actually thinks his hybrids faster but Yamaha will come out of the turns better and gets better straight ahead drive. 
Right. Right. And that's the thing too. So, I mean, I, I've been a Honda guy forever, but I remember getting on, on Evan's bike, Spooner's bike, cause we were going to race a team race and going around a corner. And I'm like, man, this, this Yamaha corners really well. But then there was other sections of the course where like, I thought, well, my, my Honda works better in the deeper whoops, you know? And there's like, it's a, it's a trade-off, you know? there's going to be a trade-off no matter what we do. And I don't, I'm not necessarily saying that a hybrid is going to be way better, but I think as a, as a stock platform, like a stock engine, I, I really feel like, you know, that's, it's going to be pretty cool. It'll be, it'll be nice too. Cause all my bikes are kickers. It'd be nice to be able to have something with an, a, you know, electric start and stuff like that too. Oh, just more shit to break. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> pretty much. Okay, I want to ask you a couple more questions, and I'm going to get into back into some of your career. What did you think about the battle between Tomac and Chase? Dude, it was great. It was great, and um, I, I was I was happy to see Tomac win one more. I'm always for the old guy, and and that's just the way that is. But I feel like um, so Tomac, you know, I I don't know. I I feel like. So I know the new Honda, like when you're on that bike, it's, it's a front wheel steer bike. Right. And, and, and I don't know that much about Tomac's bike, but I know for a fact, like when you're on a front wheel steer bike, when the front end washes or anything, you have no time to recover. You just hit the ground. And, you know, with a rear wheel steer bike, like there's a little bit more time to recover. It may not corner as fast and not may not get you the fastest lap time, but it gives you a time to counteract. And just by watching them, I feel like, you know, uh, that, well, this, that's my opinion. That's what I thought. I feel like, and, the, and, and so when Sexton starts pushing that bike, you know, then he's just going to slap down. Whereas Tomac can make a mistake, but, but, but pull it off. Do you think that the, that the Honda chassis is better outdoor than it is indoor? I, I would say as of right now, it's probably better indoor. It's so, it's been so rigid for the last few years. It's, I mean, it, it, it obviously it's not, it's, it hasn't been my favorite. That's for sure. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I'm more into the older ones, you know, like, um, I don't know, up until like 16, I'd say 16. And then I, I wasn't a fan of the suspension, but I could change that out and I, I could ride the bike and it was smooth and it wasn't very fast, but I could ride it for a long time, be super consistent. And, uh, the suspension, you know, like once I got that dialed in, the bike worked great for everything I wanted. And a lot of times on a 450, you don't need more power, especially a dirt bike. So they started making these things super fast and super stiff. And then, so now the 23 models are coming out and you're looking and Honda goes, Oh, well, we softened the, the chassis a little bit, or we made it more rider friendly and, and we put a smaller throttle body on it and this and that. And so now so they're taking a step, you know, back in the other direction. So maybe, maybe 23 is going to be a good model for them. I don't know. Yeah. They got to do something because they're, they're, they're such a dominant brand and, you know, everybody has their opinion about the orange company. Um, I'm not a fan, but um, th th that is here near there. I think that the, the Japanese manufacturers, Honda and Yamaha basically open the door and let those guys in. Yeah. I mean, 
you know, you, I mean, there's, you know, well, Yamaha is still making two strokes, but yeah, like they, they've definitely, they've definitely done that. I mean, Honda doesn't even make a 80 anymore. And, you know, KTM's got two of them and, and I don't know. It's just, it's, it just seems like, yeah, it seems like all these models are being made and, and brought in here. And like, there's, you want a 350? Sure. Go grab a 350. I mean, you know, it seems like, seems like the Japanese brands should be able to step it up, but I, I, I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it's a little odd that the thinking in the, in the Japanese companies is, is maybe not Yamaha as much, but Honda, it's, it's off. Yeah. They're thinking bigger. They're, they're, they think their riches are bigger than they are. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they're thinking dollars too. You know, it's like, it's like, why build an ATV that we can sell for, you know, uh, 10, 12,000 bucks when we can sell a side-by-side for 25, 30, but you know, 25, 30 grand. So I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why they wouldn't want to build ATVs anyways. There, there, there's, they could sell the exact same thing they sold in 14 and people would buy it. Right. Especially now because they're running out of parts. Oh, totally. But there's diehard Honda people that want to ride a Honda. Right. You right. know, Absolutely. I've talked to a couple of the guys at the motocross and said, if they made new Hondas, I would race Honda. Right. So you have to, you, you have to weigh that in. Let, let's talk a little bit about your UTV and the development of that program. Um, how did you get started driving UTVs? <laughs> so I, I had, I had been asking Harlan, you know, like I just wanted something to to drive around at the house. And I said, dude, do you think we can get one and, you know, get a, get a side-by-side over here? He goes, yeah, I could get, I could pull one from Polaris. And if we did photos and did a, did a write up on it and whatnot. So I think we ended up getting like a four seat 800 and I had it at the house. He came over, we took photos and this and that, and it was going to be a certain amount of time and I was going to have to turn it in when they asked for it. And I ended up taking that to Saboba GP with me and I was thinking, Oh, I could try to race this thing, you know, but that was in the back of my head because my buddy, Jonathan, like we were driving down there and I didn't even have the money to sign up for the ATV class and I had to borrow it. And I, I ended up winning the ATV class, which was a huge purse. And I went up to the, and I'm like, Hey, I just won. I don't have any money, but can you put the money into the side-by-side class? And they looked at me like I was crazy. I'm like, no, seriously, this is me and and sign me up for the side by side. So I go to the riders meeting for the side by side. And there weren't any really rules at, at that time. We didn't have to have window nets. And we didn't have to have uh, harnesses and stuff. So um, I had I had gone to the riders meeting and they were there were a couple other guys with four seaters. But there was like I, there was a lot of people there and they go. Yeah, you guys with these four seats, you're gonna have to watch watch when when they're coming around to lap you guys. Um, you're gonna have to make sure and get out of the way. And I was thinking, oh, you know, whatever. So I told I told uh, Mike because I was riding for Cafro at the time, and I told Jonathan, I said, hey, if, if if I'm anywhere close to a money position, I think they were paying top ten. I said, uh, just keep waving me on and and or throw up a number, and if not, I'll do a couple more laps and I'll just pick you guys up. And, and we can do a whole lap. And so you guys can see the course of what I've been riding all day and then we'll get out of here. So anyway, I had started in 
I don't know, like the third or fourth row and it was really dusty. And, uh, but I had just been on the track for a couple hours racing my ATV and I knew exactly where I was going. So the dust was really thick and dude, I started picking off people pretty quick and I just kept getting waves from them, you know, like, Oh, go, go, go. Well, next thing I know, like, dude, they're, they're putting up one hand with like, you know, four on it. And I, I was like, what you like, what I'm in this place, you know? And it just went, I went all the way down. I made a few more passes. I had Guthrie on my butt and, and he was following me through traffic and I, I had just started to ditch him and, and, um, let's see, I was physically, I think I had gotten into first place, but then I got hit in the back and, uh, going up this uphill and it was RJ and, and his guy in a new 900 and they were in a two seat. And so they, they hit me a couple of times going up the hill and I'm like, dude, I got to pay for the exhaust and everything that's on the back of this. Cause it's, I'm not even supposed to be racing this. This is, this is Harlan's like magazine demo car. And, uh, so I pulled over for those guys at the top of the hill and, uh, they went in front of me and then we started going downhill. And of course this long old 800, like going downhill, is super stable. So then I got on their bumper and I started screaming at them going down the downhill, like, let's go get out of the way, you know, just yelling at them. And, and then they'd pull away from me a little bit and then I'd find places to catch back up. And we, uh, got to the uphill again and they ditched me and then we were going down. And then I think I was in second with one lap to go and we got back to that downhill and I was right behind them again. And it was like, we were on the top of this ridge line and all of a sudden they had snapped the ball joint and the wheel went sideways and they just flew off the edge of this, this, this cliff and or not cliff this hill. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like, what do I do? Like, I can't stop because I'm, I'm winning this race. It's going to be like 8,000 bucks in my pocket, right. Or eight or 10. I can't even remember. It was big money. So like I went down to the bottom and I was so pumped. Like I won the race and then, I, then I was cruising around trying to figure it out. But by then they had, they had come around and, and, um, yeah, dude, it, anyway, they, they were okay, but it, it was, that was a gnar that was gnarly, but that's how I got my foot in the door with Polaris. So like, I got a slap on the wrist. Hey, you shouldn't have done that. But, um, maybe next year we can, we can loan you a, a, a 900 two seater. And then it just went from there. Like, you know, I beat Yokely a few times and they were full factory sponsored. I beat Yokely with the stock car at, at works, uh, a, you know, quite a few times that year. And then the next year they ended up giving me my own cars to go ahead and race. Well, that's pretty awesome. And, and how many championships have you won in the car? Five. I've gotten five works championships on in the, in the car. Wow. And, and how many dirt bike championships have you won? Um, dirt bike. I'm not sure just cause they're, you know, they're plus 30 and stuff. I've won some, um, I won actually. So a couple of years ago, let's see, what does that say? I think it's 2016 and 2017 at big six, I won the pro two championships on the 250 F. So basically like kind of like 250 pro class or whatever it was. I won two, two of those championships back to back. Cause I started racing again with this kid, Mitch that I helped, um, get sponsorship from CST, you know, my main, my main company. But, um, 
but yeah, at, at works, I think I probably have like, I don't know, three or four, like 30 plus, uh, titles. That's, that's still impressive in its own because you have to go out and ride that. Did you race the 450 pro class or the 250 pro class at all at works? Um, a long time ago, I did race the 450 pro when I did it, they didn't have a 250 pro. And this was back when it was the first year, I think of the Kawasaki 450 dirt bike. So I can't remember. I think that was maybe Oh six or something like that. I did it. I, I, you know, I ended up getting a bike. Um, um, where did I get that bike? I think I bought it from Nathan or something, but Kate Kawasaki had pretty good contingency. So that's like, that's why I'm riding a KTM at, at works right now in the 30 and 40 plus is because they have such a good payout for their contingency. So like last weekend I raced my two stroke. Um, I have a two fifty two stroke and a, and a three fifty four stroke, but I'm, I'm going to sell the three fifty four stroke and, and see if I can, um, get a Honda four fifty with that to maybe start a hybrid. We'll see. <laughs> got, 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 got you thinking a little, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. I mean, I think that it, I've been thinking about it for a couple of years and, you know, being so busy doing, you know, obviously this and uh, just with my normal job and then some of the side things that I have going on, it's incredible that I just never seem to have enough time to pull it all together. You know, Dude, time gets, it's, it's, it's crazy every year. Um, like I've, I've, I've dialed it back. You know, I dialed it back this last year. I, I went from racing two side-by-side classes to just one. So instead of pro stock, I'm, I'm racing pro production and that's it. And, um, and still I find myself, <laughs> I don't, somehow I have less time even, even doing that. I, I don't, I don't understand. I think they keep winding the clock. Somebody's winding the clock faster just to see if we can keep up. Well, I asked my dad, he's 87 years old. And I go, dad, it, when, when do we get less busy? And he goes, I don't know, because I'm busier than I want to be. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, 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 and my dad has a pretty easy schedule. I mean, well, for me, I think it's easy for him at 87. I'm sure that he, the six hours he puts in or so, you know, in the shop and then working in his own shop, um, you know, restoring whatever he's doing or, or, or you know, whatever he's working on, wants to work on that day. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a taxing, you know, he's still got to 10, 12 hour day. And and he's 87. And I'm just like, dude, I that's awesome. Yeah, I'm 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 very blessed that to, to, to still have him around and and to be able to pull his knowledge all the time because as soon as you think you know something, <laughs> you get into a situation and you don't know, and you ask, and he goes, get out of the way. And he just does it, and you're like, Oh, okay. All right. Thanks, dad. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and you think you're accomplished. I got gray hair. I think that I'm this guy, you know, that, that, that knows how to do all this stuff. And no, not, not when it comes to working with him, you just get, you get the elbow and get out of the way. Right. Right. And dude, you try to soak up every bit of information you can. Cause one day it's not going to be there, dude. Yeah. Don't, you know, to remind me, I, I think about that all the time. And it's, it's, it, you spend as much time in the shop, or even just sitting there listening to the stories, you know, you may have heard them before, but one day you won't get to hear it. Right. 
Absolutely. You know, I mean, I put him on the show as often as I can. Um, when Mike Coe comes over, my dad and Mike start talking about old school stuff. And it's a different conversation every time. Right. Talking about a different company with a different build of this machine. And they're doing that and they're doing this and they're talking about so-and-so and some of the names I know and some of the names I don't. And it's so cool because I just sit back and watch. Yeah. Um, I enjoy it because he just, it, you just seem light up with being able to remember this guy and oh, Mike knew that guy and they worked on the same stuff and yeah, it, it's pretty cool. Yeah. That's awesome. With the UTV and the motorcycle, are there anything that you take from the motorcycle to the UTV? Um, I mean, other than just putting on like just basic stuff, like putting on tear offs and everything else, like getting goggles prepped. And I mean, yeah, I, t I take that stuff over and then, you know, just trying to be quick on the start and, and, and some stuff like that, like, but no, a lot of, a lot of times line choices is, is different, you know, when you got four wheels and, um, but, but there's some things that are the same too also. So like, you know, just, just feel of suspension and stuff like that. You can generally make the same call of where it's harsh and where it's not, and whether it's going to need a spring or valving or, you know, stuff like that. So yeah, some of that stuff does carry over, I guess. So the dyno in the seat of your pants is pretty good. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, do you understand where I go with that? Because a lot of the things that we do is not done on a machine. It's done while you're riding, while you're feeling that, that car or that motorcycle or the ATV. Right. Perfect explanation. I've gone rounds with shock guys before and I says, Hey, this is hydraulically locking. And they'll be like, that's impossible. We've, we've tested it on the dyno. You, it, it, it will not hydraulically lock. I've gone out at Glen Helen, I've gone out at Taft. I've snapped shocks right in half. And I'd be like, well, I guess I was right. Your machine's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't take away from anything, anybody like, like Jamie that does the PEP tuning. I mean, that guy's freaking incredible from what they say. And some of the conversations I've had with him, and, right. You know, he's does an amazing job. But rolling it off the dyno and then feeling what it does as you roll the throttle on, there's nothing you can't you can't buy that. No, rider input is way more important. I think so too. You know, yeah. we still tune eighty percent or ninety percent of this stuff seat of the pain. Right. You know, I mean, granted, we're getting older, but it, it's still some of the machines I don't really like to ride you know, but just, just enough to do what I got to do and then get off of them. But others, you know, you, you enjoy it uh, enough to play a little while you're, while you're tuning it, you know? Yeah. So I got a little story when I was, when I was working at Honda, I remember one day we were at LACR and, and, uh, Bruce Oglesby was with us that day. And, and I was, I was pretty green. I, you know, I hadn't worked there for very long and, and we were testing something and, and, uh, they go, Hey Bruce, you know, he had cancer and he had a lot of issues and, and they go, 
they go, you want to ride it? You can ride it if you want to ride it, but if you don't want to ride it, don't worry about it. He goes, Oh no, I, I want to ride it. So he put on his gear and he got on the, on the bike and he went, I mean, he couldn't have got out of second gear the whole time. Right. He comes back in and he parks it and he goes, okay, the, the bottom of the chassis doesn't match the top. What'd you guys do to the seat? The seat is different. It's, it's way stiffer and it feels wider. And, um, you know, this is going on and this is going on. And he sat there and he just basically wrote a book and they were taking notes because they believed him so much, you know, but they were, dude, I'm not kidding you. He sat there and wrote a book after he got off the thing and he only went 20 miles an hour around the whole track, 15, 20 miles an hour. I got on the, I got on it after that. And every single thing that he had pinpointed, I felt it. Do you think that it had something to do with you, what you heard? Or was it you knew that this is what was going no, on? No, he, he was 110% correct. So whether he was, you know, whether you're slow or fast, like, you know, there's certain people that can tell exactly what the vehicle is doing, you know, and, and, and I don't know, I, that was after I, after I saw that, then I, dude, I paid so much more attention to what I was doing when I was on anything. That one little moment opened your eyes to the whole thing. Absolutely. How cool was it to get to work with him? Dude, it was on, it was unbelievable. You know, like he had knew, he knew I won some works races and stuff. And he was, he was calling me down. Like it was a local regional series. And he was just, he was dicking with me the whole time. And I, you know what, dude, I didn't have anything to throw back at him at the time. And I, I just thought it was cool that, you know, he was even, even acknowledging me, you know, he couldn't, he, he, he was a good dude. He was, you know, he was pretty much a dick, but we grew up in a, you know, that, that, that era where you kind of had to work hard to be accepted, you know? So I, I was, I was totally into it. He, I only got to spend like minutes with the guy and the fact that he knew who I was when I walked up to his truck to this day amazes me because I was a green kid in my twenties you know, maybe, well, maybe I was in my thirties and he freaking called me by name. And I was like starstruck by it. You know, I, 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 you know, couldn't believe this guy knew my name. And right. then he goes, what you need? I know you came over here for a reason. And I told him what was going on and what I needed. And he walked into his truck, opened the drawer, handed me the part and said, Hey, good luck. See you. Talk to you later. Right. You know, and I was just like, wow, that was, and I've never told anybody that. Right. That was at a national at Glen Helen, an ATV, an ATV national. I believe it was 04. You know, and it was just um, blew my mind. Yeah. You know, I mean. Pretty, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, that guy, and you hear stories from so many people that what a great guy he was. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I've also been told that if, if he was still around, we'd have an ATV. Yeah, probably. And there'd be a pro contingency deal there. There would be some stuff for the ATV people. Right. Right. No. 
So, I mean, that, that's, we can wish all we want, but that, that is what it is. Yeah. We've talked about UTVs. We've talked about ATVs. I've asked you about many different things in the, in the motorcycle world. Um, are you a fan of most other forms of racing? Oh yeah, absolutely. If it's not dirt, what, what do you watch? Dude, I don't know. I, I've, I've been on like, I like watching some of the superbike stuff. I like watching, um, I mean, just cause so much goes into it. I mean, there's, it just, it just blows me away. Uh, um, I, I don't know. Marquez. Uh, yeah. What do you think of him? Just, uh, just, I don't know. <laughs> well, he has that surgery in his arm and comes back and four races in, puts it on the podium. Right. Right. Yeah, dude, it's, it's crazy. And, and you know what? Like, I mean, even, even, even just so like, I've been watching, I've been watching, uh, well, I was watching the straight rhythm the other day. That was pretty, pretty rad seeing all the two strokes out there. Like I really enjoyed watching that. That was, that was phenomenal. But, um, but, uh, you know, so I had been talking to my buddy Mitch and he was telling me that you know, he went to Bud's Creek, uh, with Jay Jones and he was watching the national and he was really paying attention. And he says, you know, cause you just reminded me about Roxton's injuries. And he goes, you know, Roxton is riding so fast, but he goes, when on TV, you can't tell, but in person, you can see like the difference in his, in his riding style and his arm and everything, like just because of his injuries to his wrists and, and, he goes for him to be going as fast as he has it is with the with basically like a disability is just it's phenomenal you know it's just crazy yeah uh, speaking of rocks and do you think that it's something that he shouldn't do anymore well not if he likes to do it you know if if that's what he loves to do then i think he should keep doing it you know i mean that's that's basically the only reason i'm still riding my atv is cuz it's so much fun I think you'd be riding ATVs or motorcycle. You'd be riding something, even if it, even if you know they didn't have any racing, you'd still be doing it. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, some of the stuff I miss the most is because we're always so busy racing and stuff. But just getting on any kind of quad and just going down in the riverbed and going to crossing the river in certain spots, and you know, just trying to find yourself some trouble. I, I mean, I miss, I miss a lot of that. <laughs> Well, when, when you retire one day, you'll be able to go do that again. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. That's for sure. Did the girls enjoy going riding with you? Yeah. Yeah. We have a good time. Bailey's Bailey's into racing a lot right now. My, my daughter, um, Bryn, she's, she's, she's fully wide open on her dance stuff. So she doesn't have the time to do it, but, but my little one, Brooke, she's doing a lot of everything and she has a Honda 90 four wheeler and she comes in the back and messes around with us. That's cool. That's so cool. So the family's still into it, still okay with it? Yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes Brandy's just like, you know, you, you haven't gotten hurt too bad, you know, you, you want to you wanna wrap it up. But I think she, she knows that it'd be more miserable if I didn't ride <laughs> because I'd be pretty grumpy probably. Yeah, what are you going to do, right? 
yeah, I mean, <laughs> what's left, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, there is life after racing. There really is. You know, I know. Yeah, you just, you just develop into other things. I know. I reached out to Brandy for some information about you, and she instantly freaking got it to me, which was it's pretty awesome. You'll you'll see what we'll put together for you uh, in, in the way we do the episodes now, but. Let's get into ATVs. Okay. You have done something that I believe in, in our industry is legendary. You've won 10 championships in some people can say whatever they want about the level of racing. You, you have to show up, you have to finish, you have to race. It doesn't matter who's on the track with you or who isn't on the track with you. Um, but you've won 10 championships in a professional series that's top notch. Nobody else has done that. Yeah. It's pretty crazy to think about. It still hasn't hit home with me, you know, cause I'm still, I'm still like in the game, but I'm sure it will at some point, but yeah, it's a lot of effort, you know, a lot of effort goes in and, and a lot of things have to go your way in order to win a championship. And, I've been, I've been at it for a while. So yeah, I think in a whole, some of the best information that I've gotten, um, was pretty much from role. So when I, when me and Doug were talking, so I got to a point where I was going to end it with H and M and try to do my own thing. He goes, he goes, man, you know, Cause I told him, I said, well, what do you think about this sponsor? They'll pay me. Or what do you think about this? Or what do you think about that? He says, he goes, well, to be honest, I've seen a lot of guys try to change their program to make more money here or there, but, um, it doesn't last very long. He said, if you've got a good thing working, you need to keep good relationships with the people that you're working with and, and keep it rolling and, and you'll have a lot of success. And, you know, and I don't even remember, you know, I don't know if he even remembers telling me that, but it, it's been a, it's been a key factor to what I've done. And, and I, dude, I, you know, I, I follow that to a T I try to keep the same sponsors, you know, no matter what, what the cost, I mean, if they're, you know, if it, if, if they're having a hard time and they can't help me with something, then I'll figure out a way to get it or pay for it or whatever, you know, we work, we got to work together. And, and a lot of, a lot of, uh, riders coming up, you know, they don't, I don't think they understand. They're just going for the, for the help, you know, or, or going for the, for the buck here. They see dollars there. And, and really, I, I mean, there's nothing, nothing compares to like, uh, just building relationships. Your long-term sponsors are so key because when they're down, you help them. And when you're in need, they come through. Absolutely something special comes up in your career or an event comes up that you want to go do, they'll be there for you. Right. Right. You know, cause you've been riding for CST for how many years? I don't know. It's been, a, it's been a while. It right after I left H and M. And so, I mean, they've been with me, I don't know, probably four since 14, I'm guessing 15, 15. That's seven years. Yeah. 
Wow. And there's a crossover there from Maxis to CST, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's like, so when I, when I, when me, when me and H and M split, um, I, I called Heather and I was like at, at Maxis and I was trying to get the same deal as what I had through their team. And she said, no, it's not going to happen, but we've got this other company, you know, like, you know, CST is trying to come back up, which CST owns Maxis. I don't know if many people know that or not, but CST owns Maxis and they started Maxis as like this high end company. And then it grew, it grew to be pretty big. And so then like internally there were, you know, like a little bit, not a little bit of feud. And so CST wanted to grow their brand, you know, big too, uh, like back up again. So they, they, they started supporting racers. And so that was my opportunity to, to race on these other tires and still make pretty close to the same as what I did before when I was racing for another team. So that was, that was my foot in the door to keep racing. And, and so obviously I took it and then I've helped develop tires since then for these guys. I mean, I just got done working on, um, some dirt bike stuff that's not going to be out till next year, but I mean, I have, three years in on these dirt bike tires that I'm so proud of that, that haven't even hit the floor yet. That's what it's all about is your development. The knowledge that you have can't just go away. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're going to scoop you up when you decide you don't want to race anymore because they need the developmental mind. So you'll be busy you know, when you stop racing, you'll be busy. Right. I hope so. Like, you know, this weekend I'm going to that UTV takeover to meet up with the new guys at Elka and, and stuff. And, and, you know, they, so like to sell a test to them with me and Doug, it, it, it it's kind of hard. Cause they don't know, they don't know us like Martin did or other people, but really when you put two guys that have been doing it for so long, Doug, Doug, you know, on, on the end, you know, like with him valving things and me just coming back with the feedback and he can read, read what the car's doing while I'm driving. And I can tell him exactly what I'm feeling and which way to go. Like, you know, our, I feel like our testing is worth, you know, one day is worth 10 days with, with a couple other people. You know what I'm saying? I it just, and so that's super valuable. And I, and I hopefully, hopefully the new guys learn this really quick. Yeah, I've noticed a difference in the company, and I hope that they start understanding that there was a lot of people that have backed Elka for a number of years and that they respect those relationships. For sure. For sure. You know, I remember when, uh, gosh, I don't even know how long ago it's been, but we're, we're talking 202. Uh-huh. Um, maybe more when, when they came in the door and, you know, I met Martin and we started being an Elka dealer and, um, working with Doug roll with all of his stuff. I mean, but but we've been with roll for forever and ever, you know, right. Before he was Doug roll, you know, I mean, before it was roll design. Yeah. So I'm going to try to inform him how many, how many chassis have been, broken and snapped and shocks and races not paid for because of, you know, 
of product and 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 where it is today. So hopefully I hopefully I can do my best to to you know fill them in on the blank spots. Well, I hope they ask you the right questions and and respect the fact that they're not going to get another driver rider of your caliber um to come and sit down with them because you think that you're in the 20 championship range or more in, in your career or or better and for a rider that's had that so, that much success or an individual that's going to sit down with your program and talk with you you better listen to that guy <laughs> yeah i'm pretty easy i'm pretty mellow well i and that's one of the reasons why it makes it to me in a no brainer because you're not pushing it. You're not aggressive. You're going to sit down, you're going to talk methodically and, and, and have a great time with it. Right. Right. Um, when you, is there somebody there next to you? Oh, my dog. He's just messing with me. (laughs) Um, most memorable moment racing an ATV. My first championship was, I mean, there's, there's so many that are pretty close, but my first championship was a big deal. Um, I'll never forget that. That's for sure. Uh, just, just coming in and, and going, we did it, you know, somehow we did it. I mean, cause we, you know, it was, it was, it was me and Mike and at Cafro and we were up against some, you know, the, I mean, dad's had a team and, and. Um, you know, which was Kawasaki and, and we had J Fred and, and, uh, I don't know, I think I don't, there was a couple different guys on the, on Can-Ams and, and, and you guys were on the Honda and, and, or maybe if it was maybe, I don't know if Doug, Doug went to Polaris. Polaris. Yeah. Polaris. That's right. And then Nelson on the Yamaha. And so like, just to, just to, you know, just me and Cafro putting something together and actually making it work and winning a championship. That was that was a huge deal. Um, but you know, I think, I think when me and Matt and Davey went to Canada and we won at Latouk as a team for basically like us, cause I think we were the only team, um, that, that was huge to, to me. Uh, I don't know. Those two, those, those two are my buddies and, and for all three of us to get together and win a race like that, that was that was awesome. You know, well, the relationships that you've built throughout the years, you know, I mean, you and you and Davey chewed a lot of dirt together. (laughs) Quite a bit, quite a bit. Yeah. Do you miss that level of training and, and that level of riding where you guys were so close with one another? Yeah, I do because it pushes it, it, you know, it pushes you to get better and, and, you know, it, it's more motivation to have somebody there all the time for sure. It's, it's, you know, being here and working on all this stuff and everything, you know, some days it's hard, hard to get motivated. I'm, uh, you know, and especially the older I get it. So, um, yeah, I do miss that. You know, I was kind of hoping for something like that out of Braxton gross. Cause he's doing so good, but he lives so far away and, um, you know, his dad's so sporadic. It's hard. It's hard to make something happen with him. He's a very good rider and, uh, he's going to do well as, as long as his equipment stays together. But I was hoping for something more out of that, you know, 
as far as um, him pushing me and me being able to hit, get him to the next level. Yeah, I think that uh, they, they almost need a they almost need a wrench. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, I you know, I've told you know, I've told Kyle this a couple times, but um, I, really, it's not in my hands. You know, it's it's his it's his deal. I I help the kid the best I can. I help him with tire support and 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 whatever else I can I can help with. You know, I I do my best, but um, at the end of the day, it's it's you know, it's his call. Yeah, do you think that they're going to go pro next year? Oh yeah, for sure. And I think that the kid will be in there too. But I, I just, I just hope that his equipment's safe. Yeah, that's 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 always a hope, right? Absolutely. Fiercest competitor. Right now, it's probably Travis. Travis is, you know, Travis is hungry and he's riding hard and. Dude, he's, you know, he's picked my brain and you know, what's funny is like, nobody picks my brain like he does and, and he wants to know everything and I'm willing to put the information out there because at the end of the day, if I'm, if I'm a better rider, if I try a little bit harder, I'm still going to win, you know, but I want, I want, I want to help him the best I can because I know he's going to do good. Um, he gets a few things under control and I think, I think Travis, Travis can, can take over. Yeah. I think he could do it. I think, I think I've thought that's from, you know, you and I've had this conversation. I thought that the, the day I started talking to him, I thought that. Yeah. He's got a lot of grit. I mean, and that's what it takes. If you want to win championships, you got to have a lot of grit. You got to put everything behind you and just get it, get, get the job done. Like we were talking about with Eichner, you just, you put on your helmet and it's, you know, it, I got to go to work. And I, I believe that as he develops into an ATV racer, I think that that's where it's going to go. He's probably going to have to get off the dirt bike a little and and get on the ATV. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be good. Uh, Yeah. I think that they, those guys better be preparing themselves for him because uh, he's going to make it tough on whoever, you know, Logan has his moments of, of really fast. And sometimes you wonder where he went and then there he is. And, um, he's, he's a little sporadic for me. Logan's a great writer. Yeah. Logan, dude, some, some tracks he's, he's ripping, but yeah, he is, he is a little sporadic, but he is very fast. Some days he's, some days he's spot on some days. He's not. Yeah. But, and for getting to watch his development is pretty cool, you know, cause yeah. he, I remember we were at uh, Taft the day I thought, okay, he's a real pro now because his level of speed went up and he just, he just was faster. You could just physically see it, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's fun because I've got to watch a lot of this stuff as well as you have, you know, throughout the years and everything. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, you know, Braxton's getting ready to go pro. And I remember going to the line at like, uh, what's the track that Johnny used to have down south? Cahia? Uh, yeah, Cahia. And uh, I remember going to the line, you know, and high-fiving him, you know, when he was on a, uh, I don't know, a, a, maybe a 70, you know, a little Apex or DRR, something like that. And so now here he is, he's, he's racing with me. <laughs> yeah. 
that that's that is crazy and he's young enough he could be your son oh yeah same same as ortiz you know and that's the thing so like i'm looking at the starting line you look at all these guys and i don't i don't think any of them are 30 and i'm here i am i'm 42 in november right yeah it's crazy that <laughs> uh, travis is the oldest of, of all of them yeah and i think he's 28 maybe yeah yeah 25 or 28 something like that and it's unreal uh, that that youth the the works needs is the youth yeah yeah and, and you know what i've been seeing that growing the like this last year there's been a lot more minis and and stuff like that so i hope it continues because you know that you're exactly right i mean that's what we need is, is the youngsters coming and and we need the, the pros on the line too and and the good payouts for the pros because you got to have you got to have something for the kids and the parents to shoot for in the future, you know, other than just going and having a good time at the races and, and maybe their relaxing weekend or whatever and having fun riding. But, you know, a lot of them are, are maybe looking for, a, you know, maybe something in the future, little payoff, anything. Right. So, um, I think it's, I think it's important to make sure that the pros are on the line for sure. Yeah. we're going to roll into a, for the love of the sport thing. Like it was in the beginning where the pickup truck, you know, it took every penny you had just to get to the races and and put your bike together. And, and and that's the real love of the sport. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to get a factory truck in there anytime soon. No, no. But, um, but, uh, you keep the you keep the love of the sport going and and that's where you're going to to build those relationships where where do you think they where do you think all those people came from they came from the love of the sport right just just wanting to ride absolutely why do you do it because i love it i mean and 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 you have to remind yourself too like i try to tell all these guys that get frustrated and they have these issues and you know i mean dude just just rewind it and remember why you're here because if 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 that's completely out of touch why why you started this then 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 why are you here right you know keep it simple because you could be home mowing grass or you could be here racing your ATV i mean what's more fun <laughs> right <laughs> yep a bad day racing my ATV is still better than a good day mowing the grass <laughs> absolutely <laughs> right <laughs> yep you you said Travis was the guy of of today. The one guy that is always there in your mind. Who would that be? As far as competitor, somebody that you, somebody that you either struggled with or was always there in your hip, you know, making it tough on you. Dude, you know, to this day, it's still in in my mind, it's J Fred, you know, like when we were battling and even the day that he he got hurt, you know, like I got out front early and I was just sitting there thinking, fuck, am I going to be ready when he catches me? You know, like, cause I was thinking he was going to be coming no matter what, because he was always that freight train, no matter how fast I got, it always seemed like he, we were, we were neck and neck at the end of the race, you know? And so, um, I, I think about him all the time. Yeah. He was a fierce competitor. Absolutely. 
I got to race the best in the desert race against him. We raced out there uh, near his home. Uh huh. Moapa. Yep. And him and I were, he was riding a 250R and I was riding a 660 Raptor. And they ran us through this um, ravine area and it was just wide enough to get through there. Well, somehow I got turned sideways in there and was blocking and he's behind there screaming, freaking put the quad on my foot and fell down and he's just freaking out, you know? And um, when we came out, when we came out of the wash, we each went different directions, you know, and we get to the lane where you had to go to the finish line and I beat him to it. You know, and I take off my helmet and he's like, gosh, I got beat by my dad. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't that much older than, than him, but you know, I was older than him. You know, I had gray hair at that point. So, um, that, that was a positive memory for me, you know, uh, that, that guy's a, that guy's a hero. Yeah. I got a lot of respect for him. I remember we were racing at Glen Helen and, um, shoot we were we were in the back and timmy had put this hairy downhill in the um in the course for the pro section and there was a pro-am flipped and it there was only really one line because you had to straddle these ruts so this kid had flipped and i was i was leading the race and i got i got to him first and there was nothing i could do he was underneath his four-wheeler in this rut and so dude i i I threw my quad sideways just to make sure nobody could pass. And, um, Jay Fred rode up and I said, Hey, dude, we got, we, we gotta, we gotta go help him and get him out of the way. So we left our four wheelers up there. He came down there. He helped me get this kid up, get him on his, get him on his way. And, uh, we went back, you know, and there was no shenanigans. We got our stuff going. We went down the hill and the, and the race continued, you know, instead of like pretending, Hey, I'm going to help you and just trying to go around or, you know, pulling a quick one just for some results or something like that. Like the guy was so stand up. It was, we just handled business and then, and, and then got back on our way. And, and there's a lot of respect there for that. Yeah. You just wish that all of your competitors were like that. For sure. You know, and now, right now, I've got to admit, we have a really good group at works. Like all the guys that we're racing with right now are pretty, pretty good people. And we all get along and, and, and we can joke. I mean, you know, Ortiz moved up. He's a good kid. He's another one that I saw racing, racing seventies. And, um, yeah, there, we have a, a really decent group. I think, um, you know, let's see, Kenny, Kenny's racing now and his brother Cody, I think is going to ride pro next year. And he's super fast. He has his days where he's faster than me on a motocross track. And, you know, um, yeah, I just, just a super cool group. It's, it's great that it's evolving that way because that's what it needs to grow. You know, you needed the, you, you need the camaraderie, of those guys because they're the ones that are going to pull it through. They're the ones that are going to do this for the love of the sport because there is no giant payout for them. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's, and it's, a it did, we're on, we, you know, we got a lot of friendship going on. It's cool. Well, those are the guys that when you do decide to pass the torch, that 
the position that you'll get in the in the industry those are the relationships where you'll remember all those guys and and you'll come back and teach them and and i'm sure that you're going to develop their programs for them and 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 help develop the industry because that's what we're all trying to do right right you know i mean it's not about me but I've changed what I do to try to develop the program because I spent so many years wandering through the pits, helping anybody that I could and doing all the things that I can, you know, as well as working on the riders that I had. Um, I'm a few years older than you. So it's just not in the cards to do that as much as I, I just can't do that as much. Right. You know, I mean, granted I wasn't out racing, but yeah. When you get home and it takes everything you got for the next two weeks to get yourself back in, in semblance of order, you know, you got to make a decision at some point. Yeah, no, for sure. And I, and I, I've been thinking about a lot of things too. You know, my, my daughter, she's still really, she's, she's kind of getting into it, you know, like she's, she's racing women B and she's having a good time. And I, you know, and if she wants to keep going with it, even if I'm done, racing i'm i'm still gonna go and help support because you know my parents did it for me when i was growing up and 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 i need to be there for it's yeah i agree i agree that's what you do you know um I, i got to race with my son a little bit um unfortunately he decided to go into the military but um that was a great choice for him Mm no uh i really enjoy that the races. I do miss it. I really do. But life has changed. Absolutely. You know, whether you wanted it to or not. Right. You know, when we go here in a few weeks, which this will air after that, but uh-huh. when we go in a few weeks, I think that's just going to be the most amazing thing to, to watch that race with all of those different level of competitors. Um, it's going to be incredible. Yeah. I'm thinking about watching. <laughs> dude, you can't because I already put big money on you to win the thing. I know, dude, but I'm I'm still hurting from the last race. And I, dude, this morning, it was a, it was a wonderful thing. I was trying to get a hitch <laughs> out of my, out of my shop. One of the, one of the bays on my garage. And I, and I go over there and I, I lift up the garage door. And I grabbed the hitch and I start putting it down and my fingers went right in the, in the damn slit. And the thing went all the way down with my fingers in there oh. and dude, and I was just smashing it. And I tried to pull my hand out and I couldn't. So I had to roll the thing back up to get my fingers out. And now I got two of them that are completely black. Like the nails are going to fall off. Oh. <laughs> and you laugh about it. Yeah, I mean, what do you do? I was, I wasn't, I wasn't laughing right when it happened, but, but now I am. Well, I was doing a laugh cry thing, you know, so I wouldn't tear up. (laughs) (laughs) In ATV racing, when Davey went back east to race, and I know that you went back there a couple times with him. Yeah. Did you ever think of going and racing motocross? Yeah, I did. And especially if I was like a little bit younger, I would have been into it big time. Um, we went back and 
the the year prior to him doing really really well back there we went back there to see what it was all about and we 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 had to make some changes to the bike and get it a little bit lower and the the dirt was more grippy out there so we were using the wrong tires and you know kind of we all came 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 up with somewhat of a setup for Davey to use the next year when he went back but um yeah no i i did think about it but it's a lot of it was a lot of, it was going to be a lot of money out of their pocket and i really feel bad about that and then also i kind of talked to sponsors somewhat about that and they were just like well we've got our east coast guys and you're our west coast guy so stay on the west coast and so for me to make any money out of it it wouldn't have been possible and um but if i was younger i probably would have went ahead and done it anyway because it was fun i had a good time when when we were back there and you did well right yeah, we didn't do too bad at all. No, we did we did decent, you know, for for just trying it out for that for the I think we went to I don't I can't remember. I think it was three three races that year. But yeah, we did pretty good and then Davey came back and got a pile of podiums, you know, the next year. So, it was pretty 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 good. Yeah, that you can't complain at all for being an off-road guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, not too bad. Uh, they they were pretty stoked and and surprised that you guys did as good as you did, right? I think so. I think so. But I mean, you know, I you never you never know what to expect with anybody until you actually ride ride with them. You know, right, right. Do you look forward to the East Coast guys coming out and racing with you? Oh, for sure. It's just going to do nothing but grow the sport. Whether I get my ass kicked or not, I, it's it's really it's really about just kind of growing what we're doing and, and, uh, it makes it fun. It's nice to have other guys there too, like, and, and, a, and a bigger lineup. And it, it just, it, I, it's all, it's all, it's all good. There's really no, no bad side to it. Yeah. Because a, a group of the guys that are coming out for this money race on Friday night are going to race on, on Sunday. Sweet. Yeah, that'll be cool. Well, I mean, and you know what? They should too, because I don't know how long, you know, how, how much time it's going to take, how much time their track time they're going to get. So if they, you know, if they want to actually ride during the weekend, they're probably going to want to race the works race, you know, that way they can get their time in. I know Hunter really wants revenge. Oh yeah. Yeah. He, he he's talked about it. He's super excited about it. I think Josh Merritt's going to come out and race again. I'm not sure. I haven't talked to him. Um, huh. I don't know if Joel's going to race that the, the, the Sunday race. I, I think he might. Yeah, that'd be cool. I though um, Walker Fowler messaged me, said he was going to come too, which is cool. Yep. Uh, Bryson Neal's coming too. Oh, he is now. Yep. That's what I heard. Oh, I Oh, I talked to him the other day and he said he wasn't going to be able to make it. Well, he may, well, he must've changed his plans after the fact. Yeah. Cause, cause they're in the beginning there, he was going to come. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I know Bryce Ford can't race the Sunday race, but he's coming for the Saturday race. Um, Brandon Hogue got a, uh, uh, I believe got a ride and he's coming. Hi. Uh, I think it's John Galata Jr. I think he's coming. Cool. And yep. uh, Riley, one of the TT guys from back east. Oh, is really? Coming for the, is coming for the uh, Friday deal, you know. So there'll be four different styles of racers, you know, fighting for that money. That's cool. 
that's going to be way cool. I hope, you know, I hope I could live up to people's expectations. <laughs> well, you have to break it down like we do. You know, we, we've seen what you do. We've seen what they do. And if they put you guys in a real competition where it's going to take some of your skill set and really put it out there in a course that you can perform on, I think that it's going to be amazing. I think that you're going to shine because when the green flag drops, dude, everything that you say right now on the couch, this hurts, that hurts, whatever, that's all going to go away. And all your instincts are going to take over and you're just a pure racer. So I don't think, I don't see (laughs) you giving it up. I hope you're right. <laughs> you know, you you know who you sound like, huh? Gary Denton. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, well, yeah, uh, you know. And then he goes out and w- wins eight championships. You know, really, right? So, being humble is great, and I think that that has helped your career and helped your fan base. Um, because you won ten titles, and how many guys can still be a fan favorite and have won that much? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'm the fan favorite, but I, well, I just keep, I try to keep good relationships with, you know, everybody that I meet, you know, I do my best. I, sometimes I can't, I can't remember, I can't remember anybody's name to be honest, but, um, (laughs) I, I do, I do my best to be as nice as possible to people. Yeah. I'll tell you this being a, a builder and going to the line against you is the hardest thing ever. Because you're a nice guy. Right. I enjoy right. talking to you. I don't enjoy racing against you, but I enjoy talking with you. And and the and the you know, some of the things that you've said to me, you know, off the cuff, I just really enjoy uh, you know, after the race or before the race, you know. And and when you take those deals and you you see that I'm not the only guy that you're that way with, you're that way with everybody. Right. So everybody enjoys racing with you and they don't enjoy because you're so damn fast. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Logan the other day he was saying, he was just like, he's all man. He's all dude. It's going to be a sad day when you don't come to the line with us. And I was like, huh? He, shit. He's, he doesn't even care that I just won. <laughs> uh, he does, but, but he gets it, you know? Yeah. But he also grew up as a fan. Right. You know, every guy there, but Travis, well, Travis is even a fan. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we're, we're buddies, dude. Travis, Travis calls me all the time with questions and stuff. And I think what this is going to be his, his third year, this next year, maybe. Um, So yeah, he, yeah. I mean, he's, he's cool. He's cool, dude. (laughs) I, I, I hope that, I've heard some rumors about some plans changing in his program. I hope that he works out. I hope that he gets, gets in with the right people and that they take care of him. Right. Yeah. And that's a big part of it, man. Just getting, you know, getting going in the right direction. That that's a, that's, that's a, that's, that's a hard deal. Yep. Cause you get with the wrong people and things can happen and it just doesn't work out. And then everybody gets frustrated and either they stop racing or this happens or that happens. And, you know, I'm really watching from a distance, you know, I just hope things work out for that kid. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. 
but, but but there's so many of them, you know, Braxton and, and Ortiz, you know, how long is he going to do it? He's always made it sound like to me that he was just a couple race guy and then he wasn't going to come back. Yeah. I don't know. He's in it now. I mean, his, you know, what's cool about him is his, his girlfriend is, is working at the counter at, at works for signups. And then he's out there taking photos for Harlan and stuff on his spare time. And then on the dirt bike weekend, like, dude, he's trying hard to make it work, you know, and he's still, he's putting in the effort and he's, he, and he's racing. And I, dude, I, you know, I praise him for that. I, I dig it. I dig it. He's trying hard. And that's, that's what it's all about is, is the people that are, that are developing the series, you know, you have to pat yourself on the back a little bit because some of these guys, your encouragement means a lot to them. And as you walk through the pits and you talk to them and you help them, that gives them a boost to keep going. Right. No, I feel, honestly, I feel when I, you know, when I just, just the group and in a whole, I feel like I've, I've, I've taken all the riders that I'm racing against to another level, you know, like I've, I've gotten them all up to par or faster. You know what I mean? For the West coast, I feel like I've gotten, gotten them to a point where they're going, they're going pretty good now, you know? And, and, and yeah, it, you bobble and somebody's going to pass you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I know Jacob, when I talked to Jacob about, uh, Idaho, God, he felt so bad. Oh, it's okay. I mean, that's part of it, dude. He just, it was just a, it was just a mistake on, you know, that, that ground was so slick. I was looking ahead and I was in the, you know, I had two wheels out in the grass or, you know, trying to catch some traction. And I, dude, I cut across and he's, he was just on that slick stuff sliding so fast when he hit me, but it, it was just, he saw an opening, you know, like a kid. I saw that I do. There's the opening. I, I dude, I, I got to go right there and wasn't even paying attention to the ground. I know, I know exactly what he was doing. He was just, wasn't even thinking about how wet it was and just started. I mean, it's almost like when you touch your brakes, you start picking up speed when it's that slick. Oh, wow. uh, yeah. He said he won't, he, he won't make that mistake again. <laughs> right on. <laughs> Uh, guys, cause he did feel really horrible about it. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was heated at the moment, you know, like I got off my quad, I pulled my tether. And I said, really, dude, I do this for a living. <laughs> and I remember looking at him <laughs> and I threw the back of his quad over and then he was just shaking his head. He got on his quad and he took off before me. So I still had to pass him. I was like, dang. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that insult to injury, right? Yeah. Oh, well. I saw the finish of that race and Travis was doing donuts and you were right there. Yeah, I wasn't far off, dude. I needed another lap. Yeah, it was it was cool. I had just gotten him and Logan in my sights and I got pretty close. And I remember being in the air on that last tabletop and there was a, a, a basically a, a right, left, right finish. And it was right there, just those three corners right together. And I was in the air looking to the right and Logan was going like right at Travis. And I'm like, Oh, they might get tangled. And I was in the air thinking, Oh dude, can I pull this off? And then the next thing I know, Logan hit Travis, Travis's hand flies off the bar. Logan hits him so hard. He flips. <laughs> 
And then Travis puts his hand back on the bar and goes across the finish line. I rode around Logan and got second. It was crazy. Oh, man. But th- th- those are the things that – those are the golf shots that keep bringing you back, right? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> the fact that you're watching what's going on and, and probably smiling, thinking, hey, I'm going to do this <laughs> while it's all happening. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah, it was a fun – that was a fun race. Even though I didn't win, I, I thought I was going to get third for sure. But, yeah, even though I didn't win, I had a great time – and uh, I'm I'm glad Travis got his first win. That was cool. Yeah, I got the monkey off his back. Now he can just focus on racing and and you know he uh, the video I seen of this last race when you guys were going over the the logs. Oh, the tires. Yeah, yeah. He was right on you. Oh, dude, he was on me for the first. I don't know, like the first three laps, he was right there. And I, and then I started to gap him a little bit and, uh, I actually pulled a decent gap and we, we came around to the enduro cross section and there was a chicken line and it was like, dude, it was like 20 to 30 seconds longer. I'm not kidding. It was so far, but there was a guy stuck from the pro-am class on the last tires and his wheels were up on it, but he was just sitting there. And I made a a call at the last second to just go the long route. And um, so about the time that I got even with that guy and I was headed into the, to the long part of the section, he popped right over there. So Travis didn't even see him. And he went into that section, dude, he came out of there like 20 seconds ahead of me. So then I was just like, I was, Dude, I was like, I was bummed, you know, I was shaking my head riding through there like, dude, but I figured if that guy was still in there, I would have had to help him over the log or the tire and Travis would have been right behind me. So I figured, well, maybe I'll get lucky and then they'll be stuck there and I can, you know, go right through. Well, it's just, it was just a bad call on my part. And, um, so, but anyway, no, I put on a charge and I ended up catching back up to Travis and passed him and. And it was a burly race, like back in the day when me and Jay Fred would battle. Like, you know, I mean, I, it seemed like a couple of the corners he was falling off the front of his four wheeler, like he was that tired, and, you know, steering with the armpits, and we were laying it all out there. And that's what it's all about, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you could give some advice to the youth. what would be the conversation you'd have with them? I, I mean, honestly, it, it would be, you know, back to what I said before, dude, just make sure you're having fun because that's, that's, that's the number one thing at the end of the day, you know, we're not all going to win every race and we're in it and everything isn't going to go our way. So just make sure you're here for, for the right purposes and you're having a good time. That's those are some pretty solid words from a 10 time champion in the, in the ATV industry. I want to thank you, Bo. It's always a pleasure and an honor to sit down and talk with you. Um, And you, you're so gracious with your time when you're so busy. And um, again, I, I can't thank you enough for, for sitting down with me and, and having this conversation. 
and congratulations on your 10th championship from somebody that's got to be there and see every one of them. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's been a long road and, uh, you know, I don't want it to end, but it, at some point we're going to have to shut her down. I don't know when, but I, I'm still planning on racing next year. I, you know, I'm, I've got everything. I'm trying to line everything up to do it. So we'll, we'll just see if, if all the sponsors come through and everything happens and, and they still want me out there. I'm a shoot, you know, even, even if I start losing to these guys, it, it really doesn't matter that much. You know, they're all my friends and, and, uh, I, I don't know, like everybody, a lot of people are, you know, keep saying, Oh dude, you need to just shut it down. Just go out on top. Well, you know, it doesn't take long and, and people forget who you are, you know? So I don't think, I don't think it'd really be like, Oh man, he shouldn't, he shouldn't erase that year because he got, you know, he got beat or whatever. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I just think, I just think it, I don't know what I think. I just think it's, you know, at, at some point it's inevitable. Right. So just, just go with it. When it happens, it happens. Right. Well, let's develop that hybrid through 23 and come out with it in 24. That would be cool. New platform, you know, almost 45 years old, rocking a, a new <laughs> hybrid, you know, that's fast, smooth. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll put, a big put old we'll put a big old piston in it, jack up the compression, do some head work, really make it rock. Dude, I don't I don't think I'd be able to I don't think I'd be able to hold on to it, that's for sure. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, uh Ricky Johnson's uncle uh-huh. always used to come in and tell us, oh, bore a big hole in it, laddie, it'll go. <laughs> he would always come in the shop and say that to us. And uh, I, I just the funniest thing. So a lot of people believe that. Let's just put a bigger piston in it. It'll be all right. It, dude, it's so funny. Like all these guys, you know, like even Roberto at the, the last race, he tried to run some other cam or something, you know, and, and it's just like, you know, for me, I, I've got my stuff pretty dialed and I really, I, I don't, I don't feel like I need something that gnarly. So for me, m you know, I have, I have a couple favorite favorites, you know, I like, I used to like the HRC cam, which worked great, but I, you know, I, I usually run like a stage two hot cam and it's dude, it's nothing special. Davey used to run a webcam or something that would rev higher. But for me, I like riding in the meat and, and, and that just fits me, you know, and everybody's got to find, I think, you know, what, what works for them. But for me, like, you know, mellow's better. It's like Travis said, you know, he was, so those first few laps, he was like, dude, I was listening to your bike and I was trying to match the sound. And then once you got away from me, I couldn't match the sound through the whoops and my bike started dancing everywhere. And I'm like, yeah, dude, it takes forever to get that. And I, you know, I, and right when we took off, I couldn't shake him. And I was like, dude, he's just riding all my lines. I'm, I'm, I'm like sitting here shaking my head going, dude, he's hitting every single thing. Exactly. Like me, it's going to be harder than hell to get rid of this kid. And then that's the progression and the education, right? Right. And it, dude, he's doing it right. He's learning everything he can. He goes, every time I ride behind you, I learn so much dude. And he's the only one that, you know, like says this stuff and he's, he's the only one asking questions. So I, I've, you know, I feel that's why he's probably next in line. 
I I would, unless somebody comes out of the woodworks that we're not prepared for, I, I'm kind of thinking that myself. Yeah. I mean, dude, I honestly, I'd really like to take Braxton to another level just because he's so smooth and he, and he's such a nice kid. I would, I would love to, but you know, Kyle's, Kyle's just got to back her down or, or whatever. I mean, they can do their own thing too. It's worked for them so far. That's, that's fine too. But I feel like that kid's got a lot of potential. I agree. And, or, or Cody, I mean, Cody, Cody, you know, from tire blocks, he's dude, he just got to smooth out just a little bit. He's got the speed. I, there's just, you know, I could work with any of them. Really. I, I feel like I can help. I can help anybody's situation quite a bit. I bet you could. I bet you could brother. I, I don't doubt it at all. You know, I'm going to come back and you can be my coach. There we go. <laughs> We're going to have to ride in the plus 60 class though. Come on, Balboa. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you make my arm work right? Yeah, I wish. If you could get mine to keep from going numb, I'd sure enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Let me tell you, brother. Let me tell you. I know. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I stopped racing because uh, you know, we only raced an hour, but when right and left hand, those three fingers on the outside of each hand go numb, you're only riding with your index finger and your thumb. Dude, I know. And it starts going at the 20 minute mark. I got it. I got, I know exactly. I, I, without looking down at the clock, I know what time it is. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. And th that's one of the things, you know, I, I've been contemplating, I'd stop, maybe get a surgery done or whatever. But at that point, like, you know, I'm, I'm going to lose so much and ride time and this and that, it, you know, the older you get, the quicker you fall off. Yep. So I've just kind of been riding it out and just, just running with it. I agree. And I, and there was no point for me to keep racing because I was never going to be a pro. I was never going to be that guy, you know? So go back to doing what you do and turn wrenches and, and you know, your, your hands don't go to sleep. You don't have that problem. Right. right. You need hurt at the end of the weekend, but you know, whatever. Right. Yep. Brother, I'm going to let you go um, because I can tell that you got to get up early in the morning and work on UTVs and ATVs and motorcycles and you're already tired. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. I always uh, got time. I always got time for you, buddy. I appreciate that. Uh, I've had some great conversations with you. Some taped, some not. And uh, I really appreciate it. The team here at ATV Talk would love your feedback. Please email us at hello at ATVTalkPodcast.com. San Diego's Body Evolution and Wellness Center. With over 17 years experience, Dr. Heidi looking out after all your chiropractic needs and Coach PJ looking out after all your fitness needs. Visit our website, www.bodyevolution.org or call for an appointment, 619-987-8875. Duncan Technologies International. More than 33 years in the industries building racing programs and ATVs around the world. We build winners. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, don't forget to rate us on all available platforms and share us with your loved ones. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook for more ATV Talk News. See you next time.